You're a wizard, Harry. Book Club for the Chamber of Secrets with Sarah Tompkins, Vijaya Shreshta, and I'm Michael DeMauro. This week we discuss Chapter 8 of the Chamber of Secrets, The Death Day Party. We talk about ghosts, and the battle for the Quizch Cup continues. We're, we're back for another round of the Quizzes Cup, everybody. It's everyone's yeah. favorite trivia Woo. game where we ask each other questions for points and then eventually somebody wins and gets a Quizzes Cup. It's all coming up, Sarah and Bajaya. Well, I'm still in first place, but let's not well, let's not be too okay. hasty. Let's not let's mm-hmm. not okay. well. get too crazy. Okay. Bajaya, you're up first this week. In the second Harry Potter film. What does Professor Lockhart unsuccessfully try to rescue from the Pixies? Ding, ding, ding? Yeah. Neville? Nope. <laughs> Hold on, face. wait. Wait, wait, wait. I'm imagining it right now. It is a portrait of himself painting a portrait yes, of himself. Yeah. Well, it's just a picture of him. Oh, okay, okay. You could have, yeah, you could have stopped there. <laughs> Can do I get a half point though? You get a whole point because he got the first. Yes, I still don't remember that, even when it applies to me. <laughs> the world doesn't make any sense, even when it's in my favor. We're gonna be in book seven, and Sarah's still not gonna remember that. <laughs> I just feel like in my head, you know, I think that, I that the first. Said, yes, Sarah, you get. No, I get a whole point now. You can't take it back. No backsies. I think that in my head, though, is just like. You have ruled out one of the options for me, so it automatically makes it easier. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't. Not know. really. Well, that could be it's your strategy. Like just a lot wait. Of it. Just wait. Michael, remember in the movie, Neville's like hanging by the chandelier, and he goes, "Why is it always me?" Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, Neville, just wait. I, I, like to be to be fair, Michael, that was hot. that was that was going to be my guess before you guessed it. All right. Well, then Sarah gets a half. Should have gotten. No, because then he got it wrong. It automatically narrows it down, guys. Jesus. All right. I mean, Voldemort or whatever. Yeah. Do you guys want like a really hard one? Yep. Do you? Do you want a really hard one? Yeah. You're gonna ask us no matter. You're gonna ask us what you want to ask us no matter what. No, I would. I could. Okay. Don't be. Don't be coy. Oh, that's what. That's what he said. (laughs) All right. Um. Hmm. Is this too hard? This might be too hard. I'll I'll ask it anyway. Why not? Everyone's all excited about it now. Uh, why is would, Cor? Oh, I wouldn't say that. I was always going to say. Continue. Why is uh, Corvinus Gaunt important? What? Why is the the wizard Corvinus Gaunt important? I'll give you a hint. He went to Hogwarts in the seventeen hundreds. He uh, is. That he is the head of the headless hunt. That is incorrect. Uh, that was that was another one. Um, he 
said S in F instead of S, and then ended up with a buffalo on his chest. No, he uh, <laughs> he was in an heir of Slytherin, and he hid the Chamber of Secrets when they installed plumbing. In, what? In I have Hogwarts. never heard of that. Yeah, it's it's all right there. It's not in the fucking book. Is no, book? definitely not in the book. <laughs> What a terrible human being! <laughs> you know what? I was like, it's a Pottermore. If, if, if Michael, if Michael had a property like a phoenix had a property, it would be that he's a horrible, horrible <laughs> scheming. Liar I told you person. it was hard, but I definitely could have known that from all no, of her Pottermore. I don't reading. know everything on Pottermore. I don't download Pottermore straight into my you brain. Didn't... I would if I could, right, well, but I can't yet. Sorry. I wouldn't have asked it if you said you didn't. Look, want to Sarah's hold catching up to us again, Michael. I, hey, she didn't get a point by my for my question. Well, you need to make questions that I know. And I haven't asked my question yet, friends. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> God. Okay. You want, if you don't want points, I'm happy not to award you points. Oh no. Let's let's no. do this. Let's do okay. it. Okay. How are Crab and Goyle lured away? When Harry and Ron want to assume their forms. Beep. That was Bajaya. You. Cupcakes filled with the sleeping drop. That is mm, correct. It's not really correct because they're just regular cake. But. They're just regular cakes, but. Okay. I'm in the I'll movie, there are cupcakes. Okay, well, this is not a movie, is it? They were, they were, cho- uh, well, they were actually uh, chocolate cakes that yeah. were placed on the end of a banister, but uh, whatever. whatever, I get a point. It's a half point oh. each. That's that. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I ask easy questions. I need to be meaner. Scrooge apparently. McDuck. So what is is what's being rewarded? What's being awarded here, Sarah? You're the. Ah, uh, Bajaya gets a point. Bajaya gets a point. This is misandry. Well, you ask, you're the one who asked a mean question. I'd feel more charitable if you'd asked a nicer question. <laughs> I'm asking I'm asking answerable questions. Although, for, I, I guarantee you somebody listening to this is, like, so much smarter at this than we are. And totally was like, uh, duh. All right. Bajai is in first place with five points. Hey! Uh, Michael has 4.5. And Sarah has 3.5. hey I hate everything in the world. Chapter 8, The Death Day Party. So, it is fall, and as we all know, in uh, Great Britain, it's very rainy in the fall. I don't know if that's true or not, um, but it's <laughs> raining a lot. <laughs> I thought Sarah's going to say something. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. My computer almost fell off my bed. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what I was, okay. I thought you were excitedly going to tell me about uh, the weather in the fall in Great Britain. No, actually, it is very rainy in the fall in Britain. Okay. I just, Excellent. It, it's, that's true, it is. So, uh, it's, so it's a few days before Halloween, and uh, Harry's been out in the, in the Quidditch pra- practice, because you know that old Oliver Wood, he's not going to stop Quidditch practice just because it's rainy a little bit. Gosh, Oliver. Yeah. Right. So uh, Harry's Harry's walking through the castle, just tracking mud and and, and wet stuff everywhere, and uh, he runs into nearly headless Nick, and and Nick is is very sad. Oh, uh, why? He's, he got a letter 
and uh, he was rejected again from the headless hunt. No, that's so oh, mean. No. Right. Just because he isn't fully decapitated. Well, I mean, if those are like the actual rules and everybody else has to abide by it, you know? As much mean, as I you, like Nick. Right. If you read, if, when he reads the letter, it's kind of like, uh, they have fair points in that he really couldn't do the head juggling and the other stuff that requires your head not to be connected. Uh, yeah. But you know, still sad, sad times for nearly headless Nick. Uh, and as they're as they're chatting, uh, Mrs. Norris comes up, and she has some sort of like I don't know snitch wavelength, and uh, and insta- instantly Filch knows that Harry's Harry's up to no good with his wet muddy clothes. So Harry tries to Harry tries to. Uh, to get out of there, but it's too late. Uh, Filch is there, catches Harry, and he is furious. He's already in a bad mood, even for Filch. Uh, so he takes Harry down to his office, and uh, and he's going to write Harry up for, like, you know, very, very serious crimes. Like feeding and, him uh, his own sons in a pie? Yeah, and, and just as he's about to, like, do it, uh, Filch hears a huge crash, and he's like, Peeves! and uh, and he runs off to to see what Peeves has destroyed. And so Harry's just hanging in the office like a good boy. Um, he could have just like got out of there, but he's just like, I'll just wait here for my punishment. And he notices like a a big, sparkly, pretty purple envelope Ooh. on Filch's desk. And uh, and so he he can't help himself. He opens it up and God, that's so uh, nosy. That, that's like that's a that crime. So that's nosy. a federal that, offense. That's a federal offense. It is nosy. Um, so it's a quick spell, uh, beginner's magic correspondence course. And Harry's like, "What is this? What does this mean?" And then uh, he hears Filch coming, so he like quickly stuffs it back in, throws it back on the desk, and then he realizes, "Oh, this is." This is not where it was before. And, At least uh, if you're going to be trying to be sneaky and read other people's mail, try to put it back where it was. Damn it, Harry. Right? right? Um, but actually, it kind of works in his favor because Filch sees that Harry was reading it and, like, freaks out. Um, he turns brick red and he's like, uh, don't tell anyone. Get out of here. Don't breathe a word of this. It wasn't mine. And, uh, yeah, so he's apparently more worried about Harry telling people about him needing this correspondence course than he is about whatever. So Harry's like, oh, my God, I can't believe my luck. Um, and he, he leaves. And it turns out that nearly headless Nick uh, did him a solid and got Peeves to wreck this vanishing cabinet right over Filch's office. Nice. Yeah. So Harry is so grateful, uh, he agrees to go to Nearly Headless Nick's 500th death day party. Oh, well that, why wouldn't you do that anyway? Well, it's on Halloween. Right, but he's... You know Halloween he, is oh, fun. Okay. I guess. But do you have to be there the whole time? Can't you just, like, come, bring your, bring your buffalo chicken dip, you know, say your hellos, and then do an Irish exit a couple, you know, like an hour later? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Um, But so they're really regretting it uh, when they actually end up having to go 
because like the feast sounds awesome and Hagrid has made giant pumpkins. Everything's great. Uh, but no, they have to go to this super morose death day party. Um, so they're, they're, you know, as they get closer just to the room, it starts getting colder and, um, there's this awful quavering music by, you know, made by 30 musical saws. And, mm. uh, it's just, it's just creepy and spooky. And, spooky. Uh, and, uh, so there's like hundreds of ghosts in this place. It is ice cold. Um, and they're like, Oh God, what are we doing? And, uh, Hermione sees a ghost that she really doesn't want to talk to. Apparently there's this ghost named Moaning Myrtle who, <laughs> who, uh, haunts the girl's bathroom on oh, the second man. floor. That sounds like a real yeah. bummer. Yeah, she's apparently a huge bummer. Can, can I tell um, you something about girls in bathrooms, Michael, that you might not know? Literally every that? girl you meet in a bathroom it. is like your best friend. So, really? you know, especially yeah, when you're drunk. Especially when you're drunk. Like, they become really? your best friend. It's amazing. So, I can imagine that, like, having a real bummer of a girl bother right. you in a bathroom, that's really, that's bringing you down. Well, apparently, the reason, so where Moaning Myrtle came from, just skipping ahead a little bit. Um, was uh, whenever in her youth, JK would go out partying and go to discos and stuff, uh, there was always a girl crying in the bathroom. Oh, no. And that's what this character is based on. I was going to say, there you go. See, that's what happens. You remember the bummer of a girl in the bathroom. Right. So um, so they also they have food, and they're like, oh, God, thank God, food. And uh, it turns out it's just like super rotted, stinky food. Uh because ghosts can't actually eat anything or taste anything. So all they can kind of do is like pass through it and sort of taste it. Um, I would, I don't, I don't know. I don't agree with that. Like I would either make it like super spicy or like super salty, not like rotting stuff. Right. Yeah. I guess maybe smell has something to do with, but I don't, I don't think anyway, we can talk about this. In the ghost segment. Right. Um, so, and then uh, Peeves shows up and he's like, Oi, Myrtle, I heard uh, Hermione here was saying stuff about you. And Myrtle comes over and she's all like, What are you saying about me? And uh, Hermione's like, oh, I was saying you were really pretty. And, uh, and Morning Myrtle's like the worst and she just starts crying and runs off as Peeves pelts her with uh, peanuts. That's kind of mean. But which wouldn't, <laughs> which wouldn't hurt her, right? No, they just pass right through her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so at this point, the, the kids are are like, "What are we doing here?" And uh, sort of thankfully, the headless hunt bursts in, and they're just cutting up. They're dropping their heads. They're doing all sorts of things. And I mean, poor Nick is like has realized, oh, God, I've lost control of my own death day party, um, which is kind of sad. You think that he would realize like, that Look after... Look at this. I think like you realize that after so many years of life that you always lose control of your own party. Always. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so everyone, they're just having a good old time, and uh, and Harry and, and Hermione and Ron just sort of slowly back out. Um, they ghost, if you will. <laughs> uh, no ghosting, cool. Michael. Oh, God damn it, uh, Michael. Uh, uh, um, I so died. I'm a ghost now. <laughs> that joke killed so me. 
So they're going back to the, uh, the dining hall and they're hoping like, oh, maybe we'll at least get some dessert or whatever. And then here, Harry hears that weird voice again. And no. saying like, kill Rip and all this stuff. Kill Rick. Who's Rick? Kill Rick. He knows what he did. Last <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> so, but Harry's the only one that can hear it. Um, but he's like, hears it like going up the stairs, basically. And so they start like running after it, and they're just chasing this weird voice. And Harry's like, it's gonna kill somebody. Um, and they finally turn like the last corner. And in huge letters on the wall, it's uh, they find a message. And it says, the Chamber of Secrets has been opened. Enemies of the air. Beware. What? Yeah. And so there's, like, water all over the floor for some reason. And they uh, something's hanging on the wall. And they get closer to the wall. What and is it's it? a very... It's a stiff Mrs. Norris. Oh, oh my no, God. Mrs. Is Norris. Is she dead? Someone called I, Peter. I mean, she seems dead. Um, and then of course, just at that point, the feast lets out and every single student in Hogwarts shows up and like, this is not good. They're just standing there in front of a seemingly dead cat and a big message of the same of secrets. And, um, I don't know. It looks bad for them. And then Malfoy shows up and he's like, yeah, mud bloods. And, uh, and that's where the chapter ends. What? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. I tell you that that's one of my biggest fears? being petrified being framed for a murder i didn't commit or somehow stumbling upon a murder scene and then being the primary suspect it's a true it's a true fear wait till you see what i have planned for you <laughs> that sounds exactly like uh what someone would say trying to like yeah. you know trying she's to prove already, that they didn't she's already trying to plant her alibi i've never murdered anyone that's why she has to keep moving. She's leaving a trail of bodies <laughs> behind her. You'll never find me. <laughs> That's why my internet is so shoddy. It's constantly switching IP addresses. <laughs> um, so yeah. not not a ton of new stuff in the chapter. No, uh, but a lot of big heavy stuff at the end there. Yeah, I mean, just like introducing us to new things. Um, like they, they they talk about a bunch of people getting sick, and there's this stuff called pepper up potion, uh, which like makes you not sick, which that'd be handy. Um, although I kind of feel like it was an excuse just to bring up that Ginny looked real pale, but I don't know. Um, nah. she's also weak. They, we, true. Um, we introduced a moaning myrtle, and then just like a bunch of other ghosts. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's uh, we learned a lot about ghosts, but we're going to talk about ghosts in I the have next a question, segment, or not yeah. a question, but um, mm-hmm. maybe an observation or mm. a comment, if you will. Go on. It's it's kind of it's not kind of it is sad how. Um, uh, ashamed uh mr mr phil filch is of being a squib is what I was mm. it's kind of that's pretty sad. sad it's not kind of sad it is sad well i mean i, I can't imagine that'd be terrible Everybody's right doing all this cool magic stuff and i know you should have been born into it and you just aren't that sucks yeah how depressing would that be like i, I know but i like, already am sad to get my hogwarts letter and nobody in my family's magic I mean, I know that, but I mean, like, there, I know that there are other squibs and magic families that have, like, adjusted to life 
in either like works in some kind of non-magical capacity in the wizarding world or just has uh moved on to having a job or life in the muggle world but filch is like wants to be in the wizarding world but isn't um okay with the fact that he's a squib it doesn't right. it sucks to be the ugly hemsworth you know what i mean and like across the board it, you does never that exist to- yeah, there's a third one. Aww. I don't think he's ugly though. But he's not. He's not the other two. Stop! Words. Stop it! Stop! <laughs> stop! Whatever this is. Um. Yeah, I mean that's probably why he's always so mad at the students, huh? I would take out my yeah. aggression on those students for sure. For yeah, I mean sure. that he has to clean after. And is he the only person that cleans? Like, is he the yes. only caretaker? Which uh-huh. is really, really uh, cruel of Dumbledore or the Hogwarts to do, like give the squib the responsibility to clean the whole school when he. Well, has he probably no he probably weapons. like directs like house elves and stuff to clean. That's a true. Lot. There probably are house elves because yeah. because um because usually caretakers are like responsible for maintaining the property, but they yeah. don't necessarily do a lot of legwork themselves. They they have to manage but everything. He seems yeah. to, right? He seems right. To, oh, yeah, he definitely does stuff, up, but he doesn't have to stuff. do everything. Like, cause that would be impossible right. he's Especially like your wet footprints are hours of scrubbing for me and stuff i would think that he has to do stuff during the day because house elves don't do stuff till the nighttime right and also also i mean if you have to if you have to bring on more house elves or have to put on more people i mean that's one less thing they could be doing somewhere else so it messes up your whole schedule Man. uh yeah see uh, episode beep for our house elves debate <laughs> um, one thing that I thought was interesting, uh, and it's kind of a ghost thing, but I'm gonna bring it up now because I don't, I don't care about the rules. Um, what's up with uh, 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 nearly headless Nick gets a letter? How does that work? He's got yeah, a ghost is letter. It, is go? it a ghost letter? It's a ghost letter. It's that's, a transparent letter. That's pretty neat. I mean, I How's guess ghosts have to communicate too, since he seems but, to. Be- he that seems to mean, not be able to leave Hogwarts. That would mean that the l- paper that they wrote it on has to be a ghost, ghost paper. paper. <laughs> and <laughs> if you can make trees ghost- had to trees had to die to make that paper. If and you then can you make have a to ghost- use a ghost pen. Right. If you can make a ghost letter and ghost paper, can you make a ghost sandwich? <gasps> I mean, technically, I guess I guess it's true. They're only they only have all that decayed food. They don't have ghost sandwiches. Right. I mean, decayed food is dead food. Oh my god, it's dead food, guys. What? Can they have like different ghost clothes and stuff? I mean, they all seem to be wearing what they were wearing. With okay, the well, so actually, this is maybe this is a subject for our our ghost segment. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this in our ghost segment? All right, let's let's uh let's listen to some music really quickly and then we'll talk about ghosts. Hey, wasn't that music great? We're back to talk about ghosts. How spooky are ghosts? They're the they're the spookiest. So I went and looked up some ghost facts. <gasps> like from, like just not, like general ghost not, facts. I mean the facts aren't ghosts. There's facts about um. ghosts. 
Wait, like Harry Potter ghosts or all ghosts? Specifically Harry Potter ghosts. Oh, okay. I, I, I stuck. I mean, she has very specific rules for ghosts. So I kind of stuck to those. So there's basically like six main ghosts that we hear about and talk to mm-hmm. in, in the Potters. Uh, you got your four house, house ghosts of nearly headless Nick, uh, the fat friar, the gray lady, and the bloody baron. We all know and love them. Uh, and then you got your Professor Bins, and you got your Moaning Myrtles. Uh, <laughs> or, those are your or, six ghosts you, right there. Those are your six you ghosts. You sound like you're hawking ghosts. You got your Moan Myrtle. This Moan Mona Myrtle, she's been in good condition. We kept her well oiled. We, uh, she hasn't seen much road mileage. No salt on the roads there. She's been in California this whole time. What what can I do to put you into a Professor Bins today? <laughs> um, so morning, you know, uh, spoilers, spoilers. Morning Myrtle is really important. We just matter this chapter. Um, also, there's Peeves the Poltergeist. Not not a ghost. Not a ghost. He's a poltergeist. He is a uh, he's a spirit of chaos, and he has never been alive. Go so on. he's not a ghost. Go towards the light. Caroline, go towards the light. Uh, true story. Yeah, exactly. uh, I was terrified that poltergeists were going to stack chairs in my house when I was little because <laughs> my dad let me watch that movie. And nothing was scary to me than walking into, well, did you ever see poltergeists? They walk in the room and all the chairs are stacked on the table. And I was terrified. I was going to walk into my kitchen and like, there's all going to be on your- top of stuff. Why did your dad let you watch that? Because he, he makes bad decisions, apparently. He apparently. thought I would be okay. Oh, he was wrong. He was so wrong. I wouldn't let you watch that now. I couldn't watch it now. <laughs> because at least Peeves is a jolly. Those were not jolly poltergeist. Right. Um, so Peeves, he is very different, and the rules for him are different. He uh, he can pick stuff up and throw it and cause all kinds of things that normal ghosts can't really do. And it is weird because, like, Moaning Myrtle causes things to flood and stuff like that. But in general, the normal ghosts can't pick things up mm-hmm. right so he could he could actually write a letter he wouldn't need ghost or poltergeist paper he could just write a regular little note oh yeah he was like wearing clothes at the party or something like that he was wearing like a tie and his like silly his clothes. little rough he shoots thing. he shoots gum at people yeah because yeah. how else are you gonna be mischievous if you can't touch things right yeah he's always he's always messing stuff up um, so we get, uh, one of the, one of the main pieces of info we get about ghosts and how they how they come to be is, um, in Order of the Phoenix, uh, Harry is talking, he's very sad about Sirius Black. Spoilers! Uh, and so he's talking to nearly headless Nick and he's like, you know, essentially asking him what's the deal with ghosts. <laughs> what's um, the deal with ghosts? What's the deal what's with the ghosts? Deal and so Nick tells him, uh, wizards can leave their imprint on the earth to walk palely where their living selves once trod. Uh, but it takes special preparation and it's a half existence, neither living nor dead. And, um, Nick said that he himself chose that route because he feared death, but, uh, he believes that Sirius would not have done so. Nah. So, I mean, so that makes it kind of sound like they almost have to, like, cast spells or something. And this is never really well, addressed anywhere. In the... Did you look at Pottermore? Yeah. 
It says in Pottermore that it is those with unfinished business, whether in the form of fear, guilt, regrets, or overt attachment but like, to right. the material world who refuse to move on. Right, but like right. what is like what is what is your definition of unfinished business? Because obviously like Moaning Myrtle, I wouldn't have said she had unfinished business per se, like unless, you know, she finishing school or being an adult would have been something. But like if you're I like think- if you're, like, a manager at Ikea and, like, a couch falls on you and you were supposed to restock the, like, the the side table department, like, are you going to haunt Ikea forever because you didn't well, finish your job? Well, here's, here's the thing. Muggles can't come back as ghosts. No, but if you're, what if you're a wizard who works at Ikea during the summer? Because you can't use magic. Because you really love and, Ikea. And, and, and well, because the, their furniture is, like, magic. How does it all uh. go together? In my head, in my thinking, I think that Moaning Myrtle and uh, not Professor, well, Professor Benz both had, like, such sudden death that they didn't expect at all. And, like, they both died without knowing that they died. Because it it was so sudden. Like, Professor Benz died and he was just like, oh, I didn't know I died. I'm just going to get up and keep going. Uh, Because he had over-attachment to, I guess maybe um to teaching and then right. moaning myrtle i think he she had i think she wanted to haunt that girl like she yeah. had such like resentment and stuff oh. towards other people that had made her cry and stuff and i think part of it has to do with the fact that they like died without knowing that they died right. she when she talks about it she's like i just saw that and then right i was dead Right, but I mean, uh, I guess if anybody who dies of a sudden heart attack doesn't really know that they're dead if they just, like, yeah. keel over. Yeah, maybe that coupled with, like, resentment or fear or, like, mm-hmm. attachment. Um, the explanation that I read was that uh, that she wanted to come back and sort of haunt her her rival. Nemesis. Um, yeah. So yeah, because she was... does that until she is, they make her stop haunting her and that's when she goes to the u-bend and to the mm. bathroom mm-hmm. i mean some people wonder if professor benz even really knows he's dead yeah uh, i think we'll see that's what so i think so i think the professor benz thing is like not to not to um uh undermine jk's lore but i feel like he's just a really good punchline to a joke <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean he's the history professor who's like you would think of like older than dirt history professors who just lecture on and on he's the one who's literally like hey, he's so old that he's dead and he just keeps teaching right. i think it's a, uh, i think it's a really good joke right uh, well apparently uh, jk rowling had a, a history professor or i don't know if it was history but had a professor uh who when she was at university or whatever um who was um, who was great and he had had tons of knowledge but he would he would come in and he would close his eyes and he would sort of rock back and forth on his feet and just and just deliver deliver his his lecture, and it was completely disconnected from his students. And so That's that amazing. he was essentially the uh, inspiration for Professor Binns. So see, yeah. So see, I feel like that's I feel like that's just a good joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now there are there is this other there is like you could look at it, there's there's the poltergeist and there's ghosts and there's either like two or three other kind of dead things which are referred to as shades. And so we see shades of uh, Cedric Diggory, the Muggle Frank Bryce, um, Bertha Jorkins, Harry's mom and dad, 
all coming out of Voldemort's wand mm-hmm. um, when during after the uh, after the duel and, and such. And then we also we also get from the Resurrection Stone. Um, Harry summons basically shades of James and Lily and Remus Lupin and Sirius Black. I think and that I think that in a way both of those are not to say that they're like Horcruxes because they're not they weren't done intentionally by the people who are the sh- like the the sort of shades of a ghost and they're mm-hmm. not they're not bad but i think the fact that that you know with like the wand they were killed using that magic they were killed using the wand so there's sort of almost an after image or like a piece of their soul that's part right. of that and so that kind of makes sense to me actually right yeah D- dumbledore specifically uh like calls it or says they're they're not ghosts, but kind of a spirit echo. Right. So, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like the resurrection stone may have just pulled everything directly out of Harry because they don't tell him anything that he wouldn't have already known or anything like that. Um, and you also get Dumbledore at the way station. Uh, right. 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 You know, and that's long after he's dead, but he seems to like know stuff that has happened since. But has that- happened since. Yeah. Is that so and much like Dumbledore's ghost, or it could uh, just be Harry? Yeah, I was gonna say just fig- not figment of Harry's imagination, but part of Harry. Right, right, right. So, and like people leave, seems like uh, like headmasters and stuff leave the parts of their essence behind in paintings, but maybe not because maybe it's just the artist's representation of them. Boy, it's all very confusing. <laughs> Life after death seems to be a, uh, a sort of a big thing in, in the books in general. Yeah, you know what's not cool about it? You gotta wear the same outfit for the rest of your what? life. What if you that died? What if terrible. you died like God? What if you died in your sweatpants or something? That's rough. Yeah. Or never in, wear sweatpants. Like, or the eighties. You forgot to change your underpants for a couple of days, and you f- and that's all you were wearing. What if you died Whoa. in the toilet, like like Moaning Myrtle, but you actually had your pants down? Like, are your pants going to be down for your whole life? Can you pull them up? I think that you wouldn't up? be allowed as a ghost at Hogwarts if you died with your pants down and you just had to walk around Donald Ducking. You're Winnie the Pooh in it all everywhere. Yeah, Man. I think that would not be allowed at Hogwarts. It is just, weird that you've got ghost clothes, right? I mean, that's strange. Well, I mean, if you think about like all those old, those old spooky haunted places, they're like, and the ghost who died in eighteen oh three wears her gown that she died in, and you're like, man, I guess she's lucky that she died in something so creepy, because like if she died in like her plaid T-shirt and grunge jeans, like at a Nirvana concert, like that's not that spooky. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it would be to people in a hundred years. Or your or your juicy couture suit, you know, like your jogging and like your your pink velour tracksuit. That sounds know. terrifying. It sounds terrifying. So maybe that actually is terrifying. Here's a here's a question though. Would you all come back if you could? Would y'all choose to come back as ghosts? I guess my question is, can we, are we tied to one location or do we have mobility in terms of where we're, we are? So they see the ghosts seem to generally stay around a place and haunt a place, but also they definitely can travel. Like the, there was uh, some the headless haunt dead, is coming, right? Right. There was some dead witch that came all the way from Kent to nearly headless next birthday party. So 
Right. Um, and the Bloody Baron and uh, the Grey Lady died in the forest of, what, Ukraine or something? Right, and they just they just choose, like, this is their home. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you could right. go out for the day, but you're coming back at the end of the night to have your bottle of wine and your, you know, episode of Friends on TiVo or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I mean, I guess, I guess if I could, you know, if I could mo- be mobile and creep people out, I would probably do it. Why not? It'd probably be, like, is there ever an end to it? Because that's kind of yeah, that's terrifying. Kind of, that's kind of horrible. Get real bored. Depressed. Get so bored. God, there's only so much boring. Netflix. You couldn't even do it because you can't hit the buttons on Ghost Roku Netflix. Roku. Maybe they have Ghost Netflix. They have Ghost Paper. Ghost Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> what would we they have, have on Ghost now. Netflix? It'd be the uh, best. It's just the movie Ghost. <laughs> it would literally it just be Patrick again. Swayze, like, 24-7. Yeah, it would just and a be, bunch of ceramics. Just be ceramics and Ghost. <laughs> Um, God, I don't want to see headless... anymore Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> the Headless Hunt guys seem like they're having a good old time. You know, they're they're doing it right. They're having fun. You can find new things to do all the time. What about you, Vajaya? Would you be a ghost? I don't think so. I don't think I would want to come back and live in this world forever just to see. Just to see it being destroyed by the sun eventually. Oh, I thought you were going to say by Donald Trump, but I was like, God, I hear you. <laughs> that too <laughs> that too I would probably probably like all ghosts I would probably be like no there's this one thing that I have left to do or I have to see or like, I didn't there's still one episode of Silicon Valley I haven't watched I have to do that and but then ghost I come back Netflix and ghost. only has ghost well then I would come back and like re- and then after like uh, two weeks I'd be like what did I do I really don't <laughs> yeah I this mean the, terrible. I think the only only reason I would want to come back is to, like, say bye to everyone that I would want to say bye to. But then if I come back, then I can't leave. And I don't want to be around, like, for the rest of my life. I think you can't eat stuff. And right. one, of the, one of my number one loves in my life is eating. It, you can't pet puppies because nope. you can't touch them. So what's the mm-hmm. point? But you would never need to exercise, which is pretty cool. Or, or pay rent. I mean, it's a tough yeah. decision. It's a tough decision. And plus, puppies would probably see me and, like, bark at me all the time. Mm-hmm. Would, yeah, just, cats would, cats would stare at you in the corner of a room yeah. and freak their, freak their owners out. I think I would be a very depressed ghost just because of the way my relationship with puppies would be changed and it would be the worst thing. Yeah. Unless, it, what if they're it, ghost dogs? Ghost dogs. But you could sneak into people's houses like, um, oh, my God, what's the actors, the brothers that you just talked about earlier? The Hemsworth. Hemsworth. The Hemsworth brothers. You know, you sneak into the house. And just sneak into the house. Be real visible. <laughs> and on that creepy yeah. note. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty gross. Um, all right. Well, thanks, That's everybody. Why, That's why Thrifty wants to be a ghost so he can go see Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> We know, we know how you feel. Uh, I just gotta watch him sleep. For <laughs> <laughs> Samsworth, if you listen to this podcast, send a signed picture to Michael tomorrow. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, I don't know who you are. That's great. Um, everybody, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next time. 
Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for You're a Wizardary. Want to help out? Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Want to get in touch? Email us at potterpod at geeklyinc.com or follow us on Twitter at potterpod or geeklyinc. And individually, you can find me at ThriftyNerd. I'm Bajaya Shreshta, and you can find me on Twitter at EthnicNinja. I am Sarah Tompkins, and you should hit me up at HerLadyTompkins. Or you can follow us on Tumblr at PotterPod. Our podcast art is created by Jesse Carlton. You can find more of his work at J! on Instagram. And our music is created by Sean Fagan. Find more of his music at soundcloud.com slash sleepyfish.